Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. I'm Matthew Walther, National Correspondent, and today I'd like to talk about how pregnancy is not a disease. Because that's how we think of the miracle of birth in this country, a disease. I feel like once a week I have to dump a half gallon of cold water on my face and remind myself that this is still where we are. The insurance companies used to get away with this only seven years ago. Before the Affordable Care Act was passed, they were free to deny coverage to expectant mothers or women likely to become pregnant, whatever that means, the way they would a heavy smoker like me. It's nice to know that the Republican health care bill, if there ever is one, probably won't change this. The thing about health insurance is that it's not like flood or auto insurance. It doesn't guarantee compensation in the event of a catastrophe. It's the only way millions of people are able to receive care. Even our Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is starting to acknowledge this. It even looks possible that women who would not have been eligible for treatment under Medicaid before Obama expanded it will be able to hold on to their coverage. But even though the laws have changed, the views of Americans on the right and the left haven't, too many still see the miracle of birth as at best an unfortunate, if not quite wholly unjustifiable, expense, and at worst, an easily preventable illness. You see this on the right whenever the subject of single mothers is raised. If only, these bow-tied pundits argue, poor women could be prevented from reproducing somehow, we might spare ourselves the considerable cost of having to provide for their ill-fated offspring, who will only be more of a drag on the taxpayer's purse as their uniformly miserable lives continue. This was the argument the loathsome authors of the book Freakonomics made in their chapter about Roe v. Wade. Here, I'll let one of the authors, Stephen Levitt, explain. The theory behind it is actually quite simple. Unwanted children have been shown to be at high risk for crime. With legalized abortion, fewer unwanted children were born. Therefore, the theory would be that there would be less crime 15 to 20 years later when those cohorts reach their peak crime ages. It is strange to think that a book that makes David Duke look woke is not only a bestseller, but a textbook for basic economics courses in high schools and colleges throughout this country. The left, despite its support for a generous welfare state, is even worse. For the emotional teenagers of the Democratic Socialists of America, abortion is a human right, like, say, the right to live with access to food, water, housing, and medical care. Meanwhile, people on the left would like to argue that pregnancy is a burden imposed on women by capital, despite the fact that corporations for two decades have wanted women who are willing to work for lower wages and who do not expect maternity leave. But predictably, the most wicked voices chiming in on this question are those of the illusionless, non-ideological, common-sense, data-driven center. Which reminds me of one of the most loathsome comments made by a mainstream opinion columnist in my lifetime. On January 28, 2016, the New York Times' Nick Kristof wrote the following, casually on Twitter, as if it were the least controversial thing in the world. Attention, Chris Christie. One Planned Parenthood IUD costs $500. One Medicaid childbirth costs $14,000. You're not saving government money. Well then. Of course you're right, Nick, that if Randy Pores could just embrace the iron discipline of the pill or agree to have a device shoved between their unclosable legs, we wouldn't have any more Medicaid births. Speaking of which... 
Are Medicaid births different in some way from regular PPO Blue Cross type births? Even the Congressional Budget Office goes in for this sort of nonsense. The first and last time I ever read a CBO report was a few months ago when I saw one breathlessly written up in the Washington Post under the headline, Defunding Planned Parenthood Will Lead to Thousands More Births. Yeah, when babies are not killed, they generally do live if they have access to medical care in the 21st century developed world. Surely, I thought, these lame wonks can't be as bad as their Washington Post interpreters. Oh, but they are. Quote, to the extent that there would be reductions in access to care under the legislation, they would help women avert pregnancies. End quote. Okay, avert? Are pregnancies something one averts? A sinister aberration? Like a home invasion or a car accident? And while we're at it, is the phrase additional births stemming from reduced access meant to make it sound like poor people are not people? but some kind of weed or fungus that needs to be kept from spreading across the clean lawns of America with regular applications of the right sort of spray. Here's the thing. Every birth is a miracle. Every child is made beautifully in the image of God. It's as simple as that. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And as a thank you for listening to this episode, we'd like to offer you four risk-free issues of The Week magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash four free. I'm Matthew Walther, and thanks so much for listening.